and welcome to another episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis Miguez, and today I say that video games are great escapes. So joining me today are two good pals of mine, Chris Fernandez. How's it going, gentlemen? And Carlos Briseño. What's going on, people? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing? Pretty good, good. you know? Yeah, we're, um, we're ready to talk to uh, talk some video games here? You want to get something going? Yeah, I mean, you know what, what else? Have, yeah. Yeah, what else have yeah, we been doing here for three right? months? Yeah. If you were lying to me this whole time, I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, you know, video games are something that all three of us have, you know, basically had as a part of our lives for the vast majority of our lives. You know, I've been playing video games since I was what six, seven years old, maybe even younger, and just don't remember it. But you know, they've come a long way from you know being like pong, right? To you know, little ball going side to side to being these like grand immersive experiences that basically can, you know, make you question yourself and, and where you stand in life. So, you know, with everything going on right now, you know, we're all basically still kind of trapped in our houses and things like that. Things aren't really back to normal. You know, people kind of want to forget all the bullshit basically going on outside, right? Whatever that may be. And, you know, I think that video games offer that escapism you know that they offer you that release where you can go into a world that's not the one that you're currently in and you can just escape and you know feel either a sense of relief or find some excitement in something um so you know today's topic is going to be about that you know we're, we're all going to talk about the games that we feel are the best escapes the games that give us the best uh you know basically best release from whatever, whatever it may be bothering us right maybe it's a game we want to de-stress from maybe you know we want to blow some stuff up you know who knows um, but yeah, it's definitely a topic that I'm really excited for. Um, I know that we each have like our own games, you know, games that we feel have, uh, impacted us in more ways than others. So I'm definitely excited to talk about that. But before we get to that, uh, I actually want to talk about some of the games that we're currently playing right now. So like, like I'll start. Um, I just finished playing shadow of the tomb Raider today. I finally beat it. It was, okay. uh, it was okay. It was all right. You know, <laughs> like it, it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't honestly the first Tomb Raider, like the reboot, the first reboot. That game was amazing. You know, yeah, that came game. out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere because uh, it's uh, what's the studio? Um, uh, Crystal Dynamics. Crystal, Crystal Dynamics, and uh, but uh, it, that first game was awesome. That first game just really set the tone, I guess, for the rest of the series. You know. Yeah, yeah, like I because I never really grew up playing Tomb Raider. You know, like I was never really into it, but you know, like the story just seemed, you know, it was more grounded. It was more like how she became, you know, how she became Laura Croft, right? And like I felt the gameplay was great. And, and you know, at the time when it came out, it was like later generation Xbox 360. It was like there was a tail end of the console and it just looked fantastic and it was a lot of fun. So playing Shadow, you know, the third one on PS4, it just felt like more of the same. You know, honestly, it was just, you know, more jumping around, shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah. And just like, okay. It's one of those where, by, yeah, by the time you get to the third one, it's you that kind of fatigue sets in where it starts getting a little, I don't know, I, I enjoyed it because I played it as well. I mean, I played it probably around when it first came out. And it, I mean, it's fine. It's definitely fun. It's nothing, there's nothing in it that, you know, blows you away that like the first one yeah. did. Um, yeah, exactly. And then the yeah, second like, one improved a little bit, but then this one's kind of like, oh, it's a little bit more of the second one, to be quite honest. So yeah, they, they played it safe. Like I didn't even really do any of the the tombs. Like I did maybe like one challenge tomb, and that was it. And I mean, I wanted to beat it. And it's nice that they added more tombs because if any, I think the number one complaint people had in the first game was that it, it had like almost very little tombs, considering you know that's what that series has been known for. 
So then they, um, with the second game, they brought some more. And then the third game, I think, has the most tombs out of all of them. But yeah, you know, they just, it gets yeah, a little repetitive. The most, and I, I, I played the least. No, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, I, I thought it was weird how in all three of those games, you never dual wield pistols. Like, really? It, it never happens. Yeah. No like, no I didn't do it. He's, yeah, I didn't, right. I didn't or the third game. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's They're right. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's like the Tomb Raider thing. And it never happened. I could see why in the first one because you know you're kind of uh, just she's kind of like getting the, her footing as you know. Well, in you in the first game, like the ending cutscene, she kills she like the last the, boss with two pistols. Right, she has the two pistols. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's, that's how she ends the, the the reboot. It's weird. Yeah, and then they the brought it back. And then the next game, she's always you know the, if there's if there's anything that's always continuous with each game is that she gets the shit beat out of her the whole game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 and, and then you know, like her, her, her friend Jonah is always with her. Like you always wonder, like you know, does he want to get with her or not? Like what's going on there? Yeah, well, but I, I, I get anyway, your point, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was okay. It was okay. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the Last of Us Part Two. Really, you know, it was just a holdover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so Chris, what games are you playing right now? Um. So I just finished within the last month. Um. Because to be honest, like you just mentioned, The Last of Us Two, so I I kind of have been replaying like um, like a racing game, Assetto Corsa, uh, just to like hold me off until Last of Us Two comes out. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know, once I if I start something now, I was planning on starting Dishonored Two, for example, like uh, a couple oh, days ago. Great. But I was like, you know what? Let me not start on this and wait for The Last of Us, and I'll just catch up on some shows in the meantime. But right before this, I. Uh, I finished. Uh, I picked up Resident Evil Two Remake on. Uh, it was on sale, and it was amazing. It was so great. I went through each of the campaigns. I got the secret endings. Um, I, I think I got like a eighty percent completion, like trophies. Um, wow, did you? Something like that. I really, really enjoyed that game, um, and I didn't expect to, because I never finished uh, Resident Evil Two originally as a kid. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it, as a kid, yeah, I didn't play them. They freaked me out, man. Like as a kid, I, I couldn't play a single Resident Evil game. Yeah, I, I, I've never really been into horror games, but uh, at some point, probably actually around the first around the time that we met, us three, um, I started getting into Resident Evil as a whole, and uh, started playing them little by little. All right, and you, Carlos? Uh, I think the last thing that I at least the last major title that I played and finished that wasn't an arcade game on my Nintendo Switch Lite, because I've gone through like five of those within a matter of, you know, a week, um, was Metro Exodus. Uh, I had picked it up around when it first came out. Uh, I think it was like last February. And probably played like put five, like five hours into it. And uh, long story short, I... Um, my save got corrupted and I lost it. So it was one of those moments where I was like, uh, I'll just, I'll wait a while before I start playing this again. And I basically uh, picked it up right around quarantine started and finished it within, I would say like two weeks. It's pretty great. I mean, if you like the Metro series, that's one of those games that uh, you can really get invested within the world. And, and they're, even though they're made by such a small developer, they're very well made. Um, You know, they have, some some rust here and there are on certain edges, but uh, the games themselves are, are are pretty fun to play. They they feel more of like a 
I would say almost like a, a more first person shooter, like fallout, less RPG, like kind of like how fallout is, but I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I'm definitely glad I, I went back to it and I finished it. Yeah. Like I, I tried uh, Metro last light. Is that the second one? Yes. That's right. Yeah. One. Yeah. I tried that one, but I, I didn't play the first one. So like I couldn't really get into the story, mm-hmm. but I, I did hear the third one's good. Yeah, you know, but I'll probably wait a few months for it to be free on PS Plus. I think it's um, I could be wrong, but it's on PlayStation now. Oh, is it? I yeah. I know I know it's on Game Pass. I know Metro Exodus is on Game Pass, but as for PlayStation, I think it, it might be on PS now already. Chris might be right about that. Oh, okay, no, well, I'll check it out. Yeah, and um, I actually got uh, Slay the Spire on Switch last week mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because that yeah, sorry. It's actually really good. You know, like, um, good? I, well, because, you know, like I, I hear people always raving about it. And, you know, like it, it was like, you know, runner for game of the year and all that stuff. And I was like, really, it's like a card game, you know, and it's, it's actually really cool. It's really addictive. Um, you know, like it's a roguelike. Right. So, you know, you, you basically you play until you die. Uh, depending on how far you get, you get experience. And then the experience gives you things that you can carry over onto your next uh, life, essentially. Right. And you try and get further and further with each life. And, you know, like you build your deck, right? Like every time you win, you usually get to pick a new card to build out that deck. And yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun, actually. Card game roguelike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically like you go up a ladder, right? And you fight enemies and things like that. And then you, all your attacks are based off of cards. So, it's like, you know, if, like, it's like cool. if Dead Cells was a card game? Basically, yeah, yeah. The art style... I'm not gonna say it's similar to Dead Cells, but some of the enemies that you see in the Spire could come from Dead Cells. Okay. So, I, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I've always been with roguelike games. I I always, it's very rare for me to find one that I like a lot, just because um, the kind of games where they don't really have an ending doesn't really uh, attract me. I always like to like that feeling of accomplishment of like, all right, this is like I'm finishing it, but I know that. Slay the Spire is extremely popular, so I'm not surprised that out of us three, one of us probably got it. So, <laughs> yeah, good odds, right? Yeah, like, like a, one out of three get them. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's pretty good. Like I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it, but you know, again, we're all just waiting for the Last of Us Part Two at this point. Just to, just to, I'll add on one last thing to the end. I feel like the only person in the world that doesn't use their Switch as much as they should. You? Yeah, you guys are just. I'm so so jealous of you guys i have just i mean if there's if there's any time to use it it's probably right now i mean yeah it's honestly, like i have to you know because like maddox won't let me you know play on my ps4 you know like sure. Sure. You know, because like he'll you know like i'll lay him on my chest and you know he'll be laying on his back on my chest and like i'll have my switch and he'll look at the screen you know like whatever's on there will entertain him you know so i can play my switch you know while, while i'm trying to you know get him to chill you're killing two birds with one stone Basically, yeah, and you know, every kid should, you know, like start playing video games early, and so why not, you know, why not start a, a two month old? I think it's it has to You're do, Chris. <laughs> Chris, I think it has to do with the fact that um, there's just there there's so many arcade titles available on the Switch that it feels convenient to. Um, just like be able to play it like, I don't know, while you're laying in bed where you're sitting on the couch and like something else can be playing on the TV and the convenience of the Switch is it's definitely something that. Uh, I had to get used to over time because when I first got it, yeah, I, I barely even touched it. I, you know, I, I got my first switch. I got the smash brothers bundle. You know, we played smash for a while, but you know, I just, it was one of those things where I barely even touched. And then once, <laughs> once animal crossing came out and my wife completely hogged the, uh, 
the docked switch that we had, I had to buy my own switch light. And ever since buying a switch light and playing everything portably and, and investing a lot of money in, in a bunch of arcade games, it's, it's, it's a pretty great system for that, that, that kind of, uh, or at least those kind of games where, you know, not necessarily like AAA titles that you can play on PS4 or Xbox, but more so, um, a, a bunch of arcade titles that just, it feels right to play it on a handheld. You know what I mean? So Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's actually really good for like burst gaming, you know, yes. where like you want to yeah. play a game for like five minutes, 10 minutes, right? You know, like yeah. it's perfect for that. You know, like, uh, are you still playing Hollow Knight, Chris? Oh no, you got Hollow Knight for the PS4, right? Or did you get, did you get on your Switch? Yeah, I got Hollow Knight on PS4. Or you should have gone on your Switch, man. I got PlayStation now and it's free. What do you, 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 I don't know. I'm trying to remember. You can skip bosses. I don't know which ones are. Yeah. Um, you have to do more or less. Can, yeah. Well, cause it's not an order. Yeah. You can fight these guys yeah. in any random order. So, but, um, so I, if I guarantee it, if I had on the switch, I would definitely, you know, throw on something on TV and at least keep trying, you know, as opposed to the PlayStation where like if it's either hollow Knight or catch up on a TV show or placement. Yeah. 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 Well, whatever. Like we're we're all gonna be on our PS4s in a couple of days anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So you know, like on the subject of The Last of Us, right? So we're all really excited for that game because of the story and the world that the game is based in, right? All of us played the original Last of Us, and you know, all of us fell in love with the characters Joel and Ellie, and just you know, like the post-apocalyptic world that they're in with the infected and all that stuff, and. You know, like that's just one of the games that just draws you in and gives you like a real story that, you know, that you can't really get anywhere else. Right. And so, yeah. So basically, you know, like I want I want to talk about the games that we feel are like those kind of huge experiences. Right. But not, I don't mean huge in a way where like it's a huge game. There's a bunch to do. Right. It can be like the smallest thing, but just a game that just draws you in and just takes you away from everything. Right. And like just, you know, makes you feel something. Right. So, you know, like we, we shall have our games picked out. So, uh, Carlos, you go first and uh, throw it out there. So it's funny that when you when you men- mentioned, uh, at least to me and Chris, what uh, we were going to discuss today, um, when I started formulating my list, I started going back on it and thinking, um, well, it's, it's pretty funny because this is more like it's almost like a nostalgia trip where I'm trying to like think back on on what I've had, what games I've had the most fun with and. Um, what, what games bring back, like just great memories. And, um, I think the first one I put on the list was, uh, there goes Chris dropping stuff. (laughs) The first, (laughs) um, the first game I put on the list was the, uh, original mass effect, at least the first one. And there's something about that game. I think, I think it just has to do with the fact that it was the first time we got to experience that world that after, you know, when you hop into parts two and parts three, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into just because it's familiar already. But with the first mass effect, it was basically, you know, Bioware's version of almost like star Trek. So you're, you know, you're getting into this world where, you know, all these new alien races and they have so much lore to them and, and they all have their own storyline and they're all like, they all mean something to, you know, one race means something to uh, another race where, 
you know, uh, deals with like slavery and like all these, like sometimes even modern topics that, that they've managed to weave into the lore of the, uh, of the different species of, of the game. And it's, it's one of those things where I remember at the time I wasn't that big of an RPG player and, um, it was one of those games that really helped me kind of transition into playing RPGs that are like that, that at least deal with like a lot of loot and a lot of just different weapons and ammo and, and, and a codex that has endless numbers of, of pages of information on, on things. And, um, that was one of those games that I remember, I remember finishing it and, and just realizing that like immediately it, it became one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And one of those games that it was such an easy escape, at least an, e- an easy game to just get lost in. And I just, I, for me personally, I th- still think a lot of people debate uh, which game is the best of the series. Um, for me personally, I think I still think part one is the, you know, hands down the best one out of all, what are we at? There's four of them, right? Right. Cause if you, I guess uh, you yeah. Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, don't count the fourth one. It was crap. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that, it wasn't that great. <laughs> it was but not yeah, good. Right. So let's go back. Then let's refer to it as, I guess, a trilogy. So out of the trilogy, I think, I think Mass Effect one is the best one just because it's, it's the most RPG like, which is funny to, you know, funny to hear that coming from me. Um, but, uh, also just it, 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 it felt so new compared to the rest of the games. So. Yeah, it, it was definitely, they did a lot of, different things in that game and they tried doing a lot too but which is also like you know one of the, the game's biggest criticisms right like like you said you know it was your first for foray into like rpgs with all that lore mm-hmm. but people you know they didn't really like that either you know like they kind of complained that there was too much in the game like you was, you could spend a half hour just like going through your inventory because of how much loot you got i you remember know? i remember people yeah people definitely complained at least on uh, on the console version because that was originally it was a exclusive to 360 right mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um and then I think around, I, I think it was like maybe, was it when they released the 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 trilogy as a pack that you could finally play it on PS3? But I know right before that, when they released it uh, for PC, they completely overhauled the inventory system. They completely overhauled the hacking system. Oh, yeah. And that's because people, that to be honest, that was the number one complaint people had was that it's just, you know, you would have like, you know, 25 different types of ammo for for one gun and 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 it was all like it was all listed for you like almost like like you have to scroll through a list you know what i mean and it was it was yeah i i I get what you mean by um saying that you know people were complaining about uh, certain aspects of the game and and also that they all the cutscenes were rendered in game so like you you had a lot of the game had always had frame rate issues i think every single mass effect game had frame rate issues Um, for the most part yeah yeah (laughs) so um, yeah, like, they they cleaned it up a lot in two, but three mm-hmm. kind of brought them back. Right. Um, it was just a thing, dude. It was just yeah. a thing, especially during like the cutscenes. Like, yeah, this, yeah. Like, th- there were a lot of times where like they would load in, it would just actually wasn't it a thing with was it? I don't know. Andromeda. Two. Was, no, well, I don't Andromeda had the, horrible. Yeah, like load in. Yeah, like the only the eyes would would load. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it just it was terrifying. Well, Andromeda had that thing of like you know the the first the not only it's, you mentioned the eyes it was that you know the eyes taking forever to load and also or the only things to load. The only I, thing I to mean, load, yeah. Right. And also that scary. they and they seemed dead. You know, like dead eyes where everybody mm-hmm. looked like like the pupils wouldn't dilate and like it was you know they had an update where they literally just to address people's eyes in that game. But ba- back to the, the, the to the best game in the series, at least to me, um, the first one. Uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where even with its issues, because it definitely wasn't a perfect game, at least on the technical side. Definitely no. not. 
Um, and the combat was, you know, if you play that game nowadays, the combat is pretty rough and sluggish and, and a little bit, it's almost actually a little bit weird, but it's just one of those games that when, when I, every time I start it up and you get to that start menu and you hear that music, um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just that the epicness of that game and getting lost in that world again is, is really, it's really something, there's really nothing like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and you, Chris, what you got? So, uh, Carlos, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna propose a game that has arguably, if not as bad, a worse inventory system, Uh-oh. more sluggish combat, and uh, what else? What else did you say about Mass Effect? that we forgetting here? Like frame rate um, issues. Oh frame yeah, rate frame issues. Issues. thank you very much. Oh, thank you. How could I forget? And let's tack on uh, awful loading screens. Oh, no and you don't like lore? Well, I'm sorry. This isn't for you. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, so it's not the first game that I put on my list, but it's realistically the first game that actually, uh, you know, I was actually just completely involved in. Like I couldn't stop thinking about that was uh, with me night and day. Um, and it's also something that I bonded uh, with my brother over. Um, and it's the Elder Scrolls series. It started really with Morrowind. Um, but um what I said previously um, really applies to three and four, maybe a little bit of five as well. But uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, what can I say? I mean, you get dropped off literally. Uh, you're, you know, you are a prisoner on a on a unknown carriage, and you just get dropped off into a world, and you can go one way, and a wizard's gonna fall three feet, three hundred feet from the sky, and crash land on you, and drop, uh, I don't know what kind of spells on top of you. And the next you can go and, uh, I don't know, steal f- food from anywhere. It's just a game with endless possibilities. You really like, I think, to me, when I think escapism, I think, uh, you know, just losing yourself in a world. It's similar to, like, you know, a lot of the games on this list, but Elder Scrolls really did a good job of giving you a blank canvas, I think, and letting you tell a story. Um, obviously, Mass Effect, for example, does, I mean, you know, you can pick, you can, what Shep you want, but you know, the story's going to go and we all know how three ended. So, you know, there was only one way the story was going to go. Yeah. It, 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 it meant nothing in the end. <laughs> how did it end again? So, oh, uh, it ended yeah, like crap. That's how it ended. No, like, I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but with Elder Scrolls, you really had a blank canvas to do whatever you wanted and be whoever you were. And you had, um, so many different like races to choose from, from the way, the world is set up and the way they all interact with each other. Um, and, and, and Morrowind especially was very uh, like dice roll game. So if you had 60 out of a hundred long blade, six out of 10 swings were going to hit, you know what I mean? It's just a matter of pressing the right trigger 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just seeing that store go side to side. Yeah. Yeah. Up and down. They, you know, some only chop, some only go side to side. So um, it was great, but I mean, you know, uh, also the music in those games were excellent from the moment you boot up the loading screen, uh, you're hit with like an amazing like string orchestra and it continued throughout the rest of the game. Just these moments of climbing over a hill that took you an hour to figure out how to climb over or like finally approaching a floating temple in the sky, uh, combined with the music. It's, I mean, it really, uh, really takes you over. So um, yeah, I think Morrowind is, if we're going to talk best game in the series, I don't necessarily think it's the best game, but it's the one I remember the most fondly. 
Um, I think Oblivion is excellent. I think it's the it's the funnest of all of them. And then I think that Skyrim. Um, is Skyrim. I mean, what, what the hell can you say about Skyrim? It's been out for how many game? How many platforms is it? There's out like on? there's like I nine versions. How many times have they remade it? I mean, Jesus. I think yeah, they made like one. GTA Five. GTA Five has been out for like eight years. You know, like I, I saw, I saw like um, there was like a graph where like in in eight years they made GTA one all the way to GTA four, right? And then the last eight years has only been GTA five. Wow. Yeah. Well, because there's no reason to do another one, right? Like they got GTA online, they're just going crazy with it. Well, they keep making Skyrim. Just you know, why not? They keep you know. I, apparently, I think they're making a Game Boy SP version of it or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, at this point, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. you know, might, might as well keep making money. Yeah, isn't it on Switch? Yeah, and it's on sale yeah. right now too. It's see, thirty bucks. <laughs> Is it on sale? I've been meaning to replay it actually. Oh well, there, see a game for your Switch. There you go. It's on I think sale. It's, on, uh, well, no, it's on. Uh, I think today's the last day. I think the Switch summer sale. I think only went for it was like a week, and I think today's the last day. Yeah. Oh, now's the time, Chris. Get on it. No, I'm getting on the PlayStation. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, my pick is um, all right. So it's a series that like it's it's weird, right? It's a popular series, but it's also like unpopular at the same time because of just how the gameplay has been so consistently, I guess, like derided over time. The Sims, uh, but the yeah, the Sims. <laughs> But the last iteration was honestly by far the best in the series, and it brought the whole thing down in its whole new direction that I'm really excited for, and that is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, that game is flat-out amazing. Like, okay, I played the first Assassin's Creed, right? I played the first one. I played all the Ezio games. I stopped with three because, honestly, like, you know, the gameplay got stale. It was the same thing over and over again. It moved too slow. The combat wasn't that great. Um, and I stopped playing it all together. So I've skipped out on maybe like four games since then. Um, but then Odyssey came out and it totally just changed everything. And, you know, it was just like the story in general was just amazing, right? You, the game starts off with you playing as Leonidas, right? You know, with the 300 Spartans. And like, you know, you start as him fighting the, the Persians, you know, and then obviously they all die in the end. Um, but uh, the main character is a um, descendant of Leonidas. And she has his spear that was broken in battle, but she has it. And like the spear, you know, it has like some kind of like powers and things like that. Um, and it's just great. Like, you know, you can play as either a male or female. I played Cassandra, the female, because she was just, you know, the voice I think was better. Um, and like, I, I preferred her over the main, uh, over the male character. And it's just a, a great game because the story is just so good. And even the side quests in that game actually mattered, right? Like you actually wanted to help out the people that needed your help in that game. You know, and there was just so much to do everywhere. And, you know, the game actually gives you an option when you first play it as to how you want to see the map, right? Do you want to see things as you get to them and the map explores itself? Or do you want it to just be there and you see the, the icons on the map, right? But no, I chose, you know, it's kind of like with Breath of the Wild, how things are just there and, and you only find them when you go and explore. It's the same thing with Odyssey. So, you know, like it was just a game where I would just go in one direction and just do whatever it was in that one direction. Like I put at least 80 hours into that game and I don't think I've done maybe 70% of, of the content in there. And, you know, one of the great things about that game was that even though it's an Assassin's Creed game, they completely, you know, more or less, they completely abandoned the real world storyline. Because you know how, like, in the, in the first round of games, right, you would spend time, you know, as uh, Desmond, I think was the name, right? You would get out of the Animus machine yeah. and you would be Desmond, right? None of that's in this game. There's, like, one time where you get out of the Animus machine, and I'm telling you, it's like 30 hours into the game when that happens. 
like mm-hmm. when like when it happened, I was like, oh shit, I forgot that this is actually part of the series. Yeah, like you you know you you're some random girl, and literally you get out of the NS machine and you can go right back in, which I did. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Get me out, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it was it was definitely you know just worth. Uh, it, it was it was by far the best game in the series, and like you know to the point where I I already pre-ordered Valhalla. You know, mostly because I just love Viking lore, but knowing that they're going to basically follow the same formula that they did with Odyssey, like I, I don't see how Valhalla is going to be a bad game. You know, so no, definitely, you know, definitely like a, a good one to to recommend there. I think. Well, I think what happened with um, with Assassins um, is that, yeah, they're they're. I mean, they got to the point of. I mean, how many games did, did they get to where they kept? I guess. Uh, that like authentic storyline, Alexis. I don't even know how many how many games they got. It was what, like twelve know, games? Probably like yeah, maybe this, this might be the tenth game. I don't know so, something yeah. because you, know, you forget that there's ones that are on handheld. There's ones that are on you know. Oh yeah, no, like uh, they have like random. Uh, they have like little short ones on Xbox. They have, like one in India, one in China, one in right. Russia. I want to say so they've got a bunch of different ones. But this was yeah. like, um, well, technically the the um they they. I guess turned the tide with how the game played with uh, Origins, right? The Egyptian mm-hmm. one, but exactly. that was the first time I believe that they delved into like mythology type of deal. And I guess uh, that's what, yes, yeah, and, and like they they doubled down on it hard with uh, um, Odyssey, you know, yeah. which you know it's it's Greek mythology, right? right. It, so it, everybody loves so much richness you know. there, and they really just you know double down on it. Like they dump off a lot of like the realism that they, they had going on with the first couple games. Right. Because I know, I mean, you, you talk to most people, it's very, there's very few people in the world that you'll find that, um, that just have zero interest or just completely bored by Greek mythology. Um, so, you know, that, that's probably why it also became extremely successful because it was finally like they delved into that kind of world and, um, you know, now they can really expand the story and almost get a not not re, on the ridiculous side, but just more on the you know, uh, I guess yeah, mythological side where you deal with you know like creatures and because I know you deal in that game like you you encounter like creatures and stuff, right? It's not like yeah, I, I fought the Minotaur, I fought um, oh god, what's the one? The Sphinx, right? Yeah, I, I fought a Sphinx. Well, no, well, Sphinx is is, is Egyptian. And, and, uh, Egyptian, I know, but yeah. they have one in there. I don't know. They I don't know did. why, but yeah, I fought it. And then um, I, I want to say I fought Medusa. Uh, well, well. There you, but there you go. I mean, I I, I started playing it. Um, uh, I actually, it's one of those games that I, I do need to finish. Um, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm probably not the best to be asked or to be commenting on the game. I've only really played. I don't even think I hit an hour and a half. Um, but I can definitely see. Uh, just how different it is, or at least how different the games have become since you know the original, I don't know, the original trilogy or the original like four games or whatever it is. Yeah, like um, like that game has a great loot system. Like yeah. it, it's there's tons of loot there. Um, work. But I'm, I can see what you well, mean. I'm super unfamiliar. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I I just never been interested in Assassin's Creed. You know, it's, it, there's always series yeah, that like you know, the past are, ones I couldn't recommend, yeah. but I definitely recommend Odyssey. Another loot system. So how does that work? Because that interests me. Um, well, you know, like you play a Spartan, so you know, like you get different pieces of armor. So you know, like you start looking like a more badass Spartan as the game goes on. Um, she can use multiple weapons, so you're always picking up like different pieces of armor, different weapons, and things like that. And like you know, you customize the character as you want. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, and then all the loot, obviously. Yeah, it, it, other it, level loot system, like purple green? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, purple cool. green, yeah. Like, they also, yeah, because the series also with Origins, right? Origins started a lot of it. Um, they started bringing more RPG elements into it. So when you get loot, it, there's actual benefits to the loot, right? You know, defense or critical damage, things like that. So every piece that you pick up, right, it matters, right? It's, it's like if you got this, you look at it. If it's useful, you keep it. If not, you get rid of it. You sell it, whatever. It's it's basically safe to say, Chris, that um, that the original games were like those stealth uh, action type of games, and now, I mean, to be quite honest, it's it's straight up like an action RPG. Like it's very RPG. Like now, you have uh, in the game, isn't Alexis? It, it, it also when you even when you strike people with weapons, it you get damage indicators, right, and, sh- and stuff like that, don't you? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. So like it goes, it goes super RPG, and like stealth right. is a big factor in the game still. Uh-huh. But if you get caught, you can literally mow down thirty guys. Yeah. No problem, <laughs> you know. So it, yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, so I was wondering what you guys uh, like. Do you see any uh, theme in your choices? I do something that you know something that jumps out to you. Like okay, this is like what like to me it defines escapism, or it could it wouldn't be escapism without this. Um. I, I don't know, like, I, I have, like, you know, because, yeah, you think open world, right, and, you know, for, like, escapes, because, you know, it gives you a bunch of things to do, but, no, like, I, I feel like story is the biggest factor for me, you know, like, the story has to be good in order to even get my attention in the first place. Yeah, I, I, I would agree, and it, you were asking if we if we see a pattern, Chris, if there's any pattern that I see in mine, it's, I believe, three of the games that are on my list all came out in the same year. <laughs> um <laughs> I believe, uh, I mean, we haven't gone to the other ones, but um, that I've noticed yeah, that. So I, I know there's one that we all have on our list, whether it's an honorable mention or straight up on it. Um, right. It's the Bioshock series. Correct. And oh, I yeah. Believe, yeah. I believe Bioshock, I'm pretty sure it came out the same year as Mass Effect. I think 2007, 2008. That was going to be my guess. I mean, there was a little, there was a sweet spot for like two years there where there was just... Five. Just so many, st- yeah. yeah just well, so many. Mass Effect came out the same day as Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like they were the same day. Yeah, because yeah. like, I remember because I bought them both that same day, and like I went home, right? I was like, what, like nineteen years old, probably. So I literally stayed up the entire night. I did Mass Effect first. I played like two hours, and then I did two hours of Modern Warfare after that. Hmm. Yeah, and that that's that was that was awesome. Oh yeah, that's a dream. Not it can't happen anymore now, but definitely yeah. <laughs> that's the dream. But back to what uh, what Alexis mentioned about like how important story is that for like escapism. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if I when looking at my list of what I have and even the honorable mentions, uh, majority of them are you know because of the the story that that you get invested in in those in that game. Um, I think I only have like one or two that are more so about like uh, the multiplayer experience more than anything else. But yeah, like I've only got like I think one game where the story is like meaningless. <laughs> I I think I have two. I think it's uh, at least on my list. So, but yeah, that, that's definitely um, you know definitely a common theme. I think I believe with all of our games is that uh, story is is so important to them that that's probably why we get so invested mm-hmm. and consider it uh, yeah escapism. So, are we are we are we going to go on to our second our second ones now? Is that is that what's going to happen? I, I'm assuming so, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, so I guess I guess I can go. I believe my second game on the list was uh, if I take a look at it really quick, it was Bioshock. 
as in the original Bioshock. I almost and went with the, with the series, with the trilogy, mm. but um, I wanted to keep it. Let's just keep it like at at a game at least. Um, yeah, like and, and like, can you honestly really pick two? I love two. I really love two. Well, I don't know why people good, hate it so but, much. You know, it, it, I don't I know. You can't pick it. Two, yeah. Two's copy and paste, man. It's better combat. Not to give you well, that. Yeah, but you know, like it, you can use plasmids and happen. the weapons at the same time. You couldn't uh, do that in part one. I know. One and three are so strong that, in my opinion, one and three are so strong that it's not like necessarily a slight against two. Right. Mm. No, it's mean? good, but you can't compare it to one and three. Yeah. If there's anything I would say is that part two has definitely the weakest story, and the story's not bad, but it's definitely not. But but back to part one, that's another one that like we just you know seeing. The, I remember seeing the promotional stuff for that game and um getting so excited for it that um at the time um i believe uh i was working at um the gamestop that we all know each other from and uh at that time um i was getting so uh hyped for that game even before it released that i even made um just like a little uh custom little DVD. I burnt like a little DVD with some videos of that game specifically and was able to actually play it on the TV that was inside of our store at the time before they, they changed everything. And just from that excitement of a game, you know, it, it, I hadn't been that excited for something probably since like, you know, Halo two, you know? Um, and well, yeah, the the hype for that game, like just the reveal trailer alone, I think it's one of the best reveal trailers ever made. I remember the cover, uh, it was a cover story for Game Informer. And I remember seeing that and it was like, oh, like this is, this, this is looking just, just the art style in general, that whole art deco 1950s, 1940s, you know, type of look is super intriguing, at least to me. And I remember, yeah, it was one of those things where you, uh, since it's the first game of the series, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. And um, just playing that first, that, that first level just from, uh, the plane crash to you know I I know we're getting into spoiler territory but if you haven't played it yet I mean oh, at this it's point, been so long yeah yeah you know, people been, have no excuse at this point um but uh, I remember yeah that first mission where you you know the plane crash and you get to the lighthouse and you go down the, the with in the bathosphere and like that whole introduction is just absolutely perfect cool. to get you invested in that world and then the music and um it's one of the few games at least of of the past generation and this generation that I've, I think I've played through it probably like, I'm going to say like five times. I think I played it twice on the previous generation. And I think I've played it three times when they did the remaster, just because playing the remaster, I mean, being able to play that game at, you know, 60 frames and, and super fluid and, and it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And then they've released, they released a patch recently to, to bump the uh, resolution of the games even higher. So, um, oh, nice. at least on PS4 pro and Xbox one X, and yeah, yeah. um yeah it's just those games it's just getting lost in it like in that story i mean the whole the, the the twist in that game i mean nobody saw that coming you can i mean if anybody says that they did you know you, you know that they're lying but um just that twist in that game and and how the story develops through you know i i've had my fair share of complaints of other games on how they do audio logs and the whole constantly reading uh, little notes that you find throughout the level that you, in order to get more information about the story, I, I tend to hate that after a while, especially like audio logs that um, you have to stay in the same place to keep listening to them instead of, you know, Oh, I know you have, yeah, you, you can keep walking. Right. Like we, we, we had talked about control this. Did that. Yeah. Yes. We had talked about this recently with control and yeah, that's, you know, I, 
as great of a game as that was, my nitpicks with that were there's just there's there were so many things to pick up and read in that game, and then there were so many audio logs that you had to stand by the tape recorder to keep listening to it. it was it drove me nuts. So for a game like this from 2007 that just handle that perfectly where you can, you know, you pick up all these audio logs that are super interesting and they're so well acted and, and, and just makes you get invested more and more into the story is, is just, for me, it's, it's one of my top five games of all time. Easily, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an easy bet to put it up there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. We, we, we all want to get through our, at least a couple of, uh, of games on our list. So let's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll go next. Okay, so uh, my my next pick is actually the sequel to your first pick, Carlos, and that is Mass Effect 2. Hmm. So that game for me was just like being in an action sci-fi movie from beginning to end. Um, I felt that, you know, like a lot of the things that were an issue in the first one were, you know, everything was just basically ironed out, right? Like, you know, like, like now... You know, loose systems and games now are fully streamlined and, you know, it's easy to get a bunch of stuff and, and not lose track of it. But, you know, back then, I guess it, they, they still didn't have it figured out. So they kind of did away with it in, in Mass Effect 2. But honestly, like, I felt like that was to the, uh, not to its detriment. You know, like, I feel that just boosted the game. It allowed them to give more uh, precedence to the story. Right. You know, like they make you form this team. Right. It's basically an Avengers, you know, story in space essentially, right? You know, you're Shepard, you're back from the dead, right? And, you know, and you basically have to form a team to save the galaxy, you know? And, like, that game, honestly, it still holds up. Like, the combat in that game still holds up. It, it's awesome. You know, it was it was fast. It was frantic. You know, you mix the gunplay with the different powers, depending on, like, what type of uh, fighter you chose um, Shepard to be. And, but the game still kept the choices in the story, right? And I feel like in, in this game in particular, your choices mattered more to the overall game than they did in even the first one. Right. You know, like I, I feel like everything that you did in, you know, in this game ultimately affected your ending. Right. So, you know, the, the whole point of it was, right. You assemble your team and you go on that final mission. And depending on what you've done throughout the course of the game, you know, people either live or people die. Right. Yeah. And everything that you've done up to that point decided whether that person lived or died, you know, and if they died, you know, then it's because, Oh, I didn't do that on this mission. I should have done that. Otherwise this person wouldn't have died. And, you know, and like it affects you, you know, like um, uh, I want to say that I, I um, the first time I ran through that last mission, uh, Grunt died on that mission. It's impossible to keep him alive. No, you can survive. They can all survive. <laughs> no, it was difficult for me. It's the input that I had personally. It's like yeah. the departed. They all die. Yeah, I know everybody. Uh, and you know, I, I forget what I had to do to keep him alive. But you know, just knowing that something that I did affected the outcome like that was huge because, like, you know, games didn't really, you know, Mass Effect. I think even at that point was still the only game that really gave you that kind of choice and that kind of power over the world of the game. You know. That- that yeah. that entire game, um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that entire game, uh, literally, I mean, as as great as it is, and I agree, it, it's 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 um, unbelievable. I mean, in terms of combat, it's definitely the best. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, there's a reason why they didn't really change the combat for part three because it was so good in part two. Um, but that game, I mean, it's one of those very few games that you're literally building. Basically, that game. I'm trying to phrase this correctly, but that game basically lets you build up all the way into that last mission. It's literally a game that's 
as as you progress through the story, you're literally just gathering all the pieces you need for that last mission. And then that last mission, the whole suicide mission, is is one of the best uh, levels of all time. I mean, that yeah, it's, you know, it's fun, dude. You know, it's like you feel the urgency of the mission yeah. that you're on throughout the and, entire mission. And that, that yeah, that the urgency and and that that feeling of like you have to choose, you know, and you have to choose what you feel is the right choice. To, to give certain people certain roles and and you're just hoping that everybody makes it out and you know and that mission not not only that and that mission is super super thrilling you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not just like one of those like XCOM like all right move this person here move this person here and then just watch it from above it's no you're doing this and you're also being involved in the mission as well yeah so like you're in the middle of it all yeah exactly right. and it, so, it was, yeah like it, that game I've replayed that game uh, maybe seven or eight times at this point. Wow, you know, you know, like yeah, it's just one of those games where like I always just go back to over and over again. I've always just found it so much fun. We just need a remaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe uh, tweak the ending of the third one in the <laughs> remaster. That's probably the reason that they haven't done it. They don't want to face that backlash again. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, well, at this point, remaster shit. Well, they would probably give it to a different studio, right? I mean, at this point, you know. I don't. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. But probably give it to Blue Point Games because like yeah. all, all, all they say. do is just remasters. All they do is remasters, and they do them perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like well, when they showed that Demon Souls uh, intro, like I didn't know at all for a while, like what the hell they were showing until they showed that one that giant knight with that big ass shield. I was like, oh, this is Demon Souls. Okay. I kind of so, knew what it was when you saw that 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 dead body just dangling in the air. I'm like, that's such a Demon Souls Dark Souls thing to do. Super. Yeah. Super. That's actually uh, one of the games on my list. Um, not really Demon Souls, but this really like the Souls and the Bloodborne games. Uh, <clears throat> those games are just. Uh, you guys know the following is fanatical for those games. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's a game. Talk about world building, but they do not give you anything. Like you have <laughs> to put every piece of the puzzle together. I know. Bro. Um, like I, I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> I just get my so ass kicked. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it takes time. It's it's you know, it's 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 a Souls game, um, but it's like it's like the whole world is in an apple core, and it just tunnels lead to each other. And you've never felt so satisfied opening a door <laughs> as like in Bloodborne or like or any Souls game, and not like getting killed by something behind it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Eventually, you know, if you guys have ever seen those speedrunners, that you can just you can just like run through everything once you learn it. It's all like timed, right? Basically, it's all yeah. Like they, they don't for anybody. They just run, they run through everything. They just run through everybody and fight like these giant grotesque werewolves naked with like a spear because I think like, that's as good as they can run. Yeah, it's nice. Crazy guys rolling around. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, those games are those games like stay with you after you finish playing. So you whether in loss or defeat, they stay with you. Because if you're defeated, oh my god, that's all you're going to think about at work uh, the next day, or you know, getting back to it to try to you know destroy a three-headed werewolf. It's crazy, but um, yeah, love those games. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that, that that game will put you into a depression. That's for it's sure. Kind of, it's the kind of game that that yeah, I can't. Um, uh, I, they're just they're so hard that I'm too afraid to even attempt it's at playing. Yeah. The same way you get into that depression, Alexis. Uh, <laughs> you get just you get you get right out of it with a win. <laughs> it's like it never happened. Yeah, because I tried, man. Like I, I played Demon Souls when it first came out, couldn't do it. 
uh, I played the first Dark Souls, and uh, I played like a good three, four hours. But after a while, I'm just getting killed over and over again. I was like, how does anybody like enjoy this? And I, I even tried Bloodborne. Uh, Bloodborne, because uh, it was free for a while on uh, PS Plus. Yeah. So like, I got that, and same thing, man. I just keep getting my ass kicked. I'm like, who enjoys this? But hey, like you say, it's got a huge following. Oh, man. It's very satisfying. Again, you know, I don't want to say it, but really it's it's like the quintessential like get good game. I, I mean, I, I could see I could see why. I mean, it's it's almost like uh, I, I guess Cuphead took a little bit of what it was like to yeah play something like that, but obviously being making it a little bit more approachable with the art style and 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 the comedy and and this and that. But yeah, it's one of those games where you um, Cuphead is really. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Cuphead is really interesting and in the regard that you die and you start right away. Exactly. Demon Souls and all that stuff is you die and you kind of have to work your way back to where you oh, were back. you were before and I guess that's part of the journey and I know you know I know I definitely know that you know the following for those games for all those uh it's, it's never soft what what's the what's the company called no what's never the uh, never soft made of no that that was Tony Hawk with never soft <laughs> yeah oh could you imagine if, uh, if never soft made great made, um, Tony Hawk an impossible Tony Hawk Tony, game. Uh, oh my god uh, it's uh, from be, software there you go that one. Yeah, so, although I'm, I'm I'm really excited for the the Tony Hawk um, remaster, I guess like remake. a reboot. Yeah. yeah, remake, remake. There you go. Yeah, I'm super yeah. excited for that. But yeah, um, take everybody's money when we bet. Tony yeah, Hawk. Sure. yeah. He, the Hawk the Hawkman needs your money again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where uh, the, the the games from 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 software from from software. That's funny to say it that way. Um, are have such a cult following just because you know they're all similar in terms of uh, I guess difficulty because um, they pride on making their games difficult but rewarding. So I can I I, I see why uh, the fan base that loves those games just really enjoys playing them and really enjoys playing them multiple times and just because the reward um, of of defeating something after trying and trying and trying and dying and dying and dying is yeah it's 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 like a little bit of you get a little bit of a high from it so but. Um, I I yeah, could never I could never I could never I'm like with Alexis I could never just even get past the first 20 minutes of those games. Uh, so my next game on my list is um, you know this is one that it, it can it can be tough when it wants to be you know like I don't think it, it gets to like the level of souls but you know you can just up the difficulty on that one. Um, but this is the game of the year from 2018 and that's God of War and God of War. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> just being, yeah. I'm being a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one, you bastard? Yeah, yeah. So the you know the 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 reboot. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, like I've played God of War ever since like the first one came out, like in like what 2008, like something like that, right? In PS2, right? So I, I played all the God of War games. I even played like Ascension, which was it was whatever. But with this one, you know, like when they change things up and, you know, they put Kratos now like in, you know, like in the Norse lands, right? You know, he's basically a Viking now, right? With that awesome beard. And, and, you know, he's got a kid now. And, you know, basically, you know, he's older and he's just trying to basically, um, I guess, change who he, I guess not change who he is because he knows what he is. He accepts who he is, but he doesn't want his son to be like him. Just, you know, like, you know, we've all played it, obviously, like the, the core of that game was his relationship to his son, you know? And, you know, we, we all identify with it, right? Because, you know, we, we all have our dads and things like that. So, like, you you see a little bit um, of, your, of yourselves, or at least I did, you know, with my dad. Um, and then, you know, now that I have my son, 
you know, like I see a little bit of Curtis's perspective on making sure that his kid doesn't turn out to be like him or that his kid turns out to be a better version of him. So, you know, which now, you know, now that my son is here, like that game ties even more now into me, you know, like I already thought that this game, this game is already a top three game for me, like all time, like easily. Um, And yeah, yeah. Like I can put it top, top three and it'll probably never leave um, until the sequel comes out. But, you know, like now with my son being here, like it's definitely just staying in that spot. Like I, I don't regret my decision at all. Like just everything about that game was perfect. The story was excellent. The gameplay was fantastic. You know, um, the loot, right? Again, you know, loot is a more common thing now in games. And, you know, God of War, you know, it gave you loot, but nothing too crazy, right? It threw in RPG elements, right? All the armor mattered, right? You have to look at the stats, right? You know, decide what you want to pick. Runes that you put on the armor to make it more powerful in certain ways. And, you know, it was just a fun game. It's a game that it got harder as it went on because it got more and more powerful enemies to deal with, uh, different ways to dispatch them. And, you know, and uh, even though they were trying to go for a more grounded story, it still maintained that God of War, um, I guess, ferocity in battle. You know, like Kratos still, you know, will tear his enemies apart. You know, like he'll, you know, he'll open a werewolf's jaws and tear his jaws off with his bare hands. He'll smack an ogre's head with a rock, you know, like that, you know, and he's still just an angry bastard, you know, like all that's still going on. But, you know, like you see him trying to make sure that his son Atreus um first off he hides the fact that he's a god from his son right like you know he he you know his his son thinks he's human you know but he tries to hide everything from him because he's terrified of his son being anything like him because you know kratos saw how he became like his own father right so he's just trying to divert his son from falling down the same path and you know like i feel like you know it's a game that just makes you think and it's a game that just it makes you feel you know and it's one of the greatest the greatest experiences that i've ever been through in a game was definitely playing God of War. Yeah, that's that's one of those games. I, I remember playing it as well uh, last year, and I I mean I almost put it on my list, but it's I try to avoid putting um I guess anything that was almost like a I'm not going to say like a shoe in, but something that wasn't too recent. But then again, I look at my list and I have something that's from last year as well. To be quite honest, it was actually the 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 other game that competed with every game of the year, but um that's one of those games where uh, I remember playing through it and not being bored ever, literally from beginning to end, never getting to a point where I'm like, Oh, it's kind of dragging a little bit or like, Oh, this is kind of like a stupid, you know, uh, side quest that we have to do in order to keep the story going. Like everything felt that it mattered. Um, it, it, uh, I had um, put it on my list as an honorable mention with um, I, I kind of combined it with uh, uncharted four, where I basically wrote that, both those games are the most blockbuster movie-like games I've ever played in my life, um, as if you were actually playing a movie. Um, and and I even wrote that I wrote something along the lines of they basically have the spectacle of Call of Duty, but with a great story. Um, and God of War from last from 2018. It's crazy to say that it's almost it's going to be wow. two years old. Um, uh, is is, yeah, that's what it is. It's just it's an amazing spectacle with with an amazing story, and um, and it's it's an even more amazing story if you're somebody that has played uh, the games from the beginning, just because you kind of know where the character the character of Kratos has been and where he's you know what he, he has become and what he's you know potentially going to turn into in the future. Um, 
but yeah, it's just one of those games where it, it's, yeah. I mean, from beginning to end, just never bored. Um, and I, I played it right off the bat on, on an even harder difficulty just to give myself a little bit more of a challenge. And I felt playing it in that kind of difficulty made it even better just because it felt more, uh, just more visceral and more intense. So it's, I, I can definitely attest with Alexis that, I mean, it, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I would want to put it on one of my, you know, top 10 games of all time. Yeah. Easily. I, think the game, I think the game was, so that was for me, the first God of War game that I finished ever. Hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I know. Cause I, I, I kept the, telling you to play God of War three before this one came out. Yeah. I liked them, you know, I, I had nothing against them, but I just could never get into, get into the series for some reason. And I like, you know, Ninja Gaiden and Devil May Cry. But first, I mean, I just couldn't get into it. But um, man, this was, I mean, this made a, a fan out of me. I guess similar in, uh, in a similar way that like Odyssey could make a fan out of somebody who wasn't a typical Assassin's Creed fan. Mm-hmm. This game was so undeniably amazing that, uh, you know, now I'm like you guys waiting for the next one. Like, Well, it's the perfect one to jump into. It's, it's, it's it, well, that. It really yeah, is because like it, you really need no prior knowledge of, of the past ones. You know, obviously knowing what happened before adds to the story, but sure. you don't need it. And the and the combat sure. as 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 you know different as it is compared to the first couple games, um, it still feels as visceral and intense. Even though you know it's an over the shoulder perspective and it's a little bit more close quarters and but. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely if 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 you've never played a God of War game and you you know you don't want to go through the uh, I wouldn't call it a hassle but a uh, a mission of 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 playing all the original ones this is definitely a, a perfect one to jump into and it's super cheap now <laughs> you yeah can like buy it for twenty bucks cheap now. now yeah it's yeah, yeah. one of the best twenty dollar games you can buy hands down yeah like you'll spend six hours just throwing the axe and bringing it back to yourself yeah like it's it's so freaking badass. Did you guys have a, I had one problem with that game, which I mean, it does not, you know, take away from it ultimately, but did, did, I had a huge problem with the map in that game. Um, it does that map just me? Yeah, it, it was a little weird. It, it wasn't as bad as the map in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh no, I no, no, no. I like mean, that map, was, yeah. that was not a good map. That map, they were just trying to make it look cool in the whole, whole holographic yeah. thing, but it just yeah, wasn't. Yeah. They, like, wasn't the idea beautiful. was there, but the way they laid it out was, oh man, it was bad. I, I The same thing goes, I think, not to go back to this game again, but the mapping the map in control is horrible. I was going to say, it was in yeah. control, thank you, Carly. You took the word yeah. out of my mouth because I just played it recently. Yeah, cause like it's it's super flat, and it, it, they try to show like different levels, but it's like it just looks like, all, for like one giant. Yeah, you can't understand where the hell you're supposed to go. Awful. And yeah, that wasn't and, good. And like games that don't let you have a mini map on screen, if if your map in the pause menu oh is is terrible, I mean, oh, <laughs> it's, it's just oh Jesus, like. At least hire, you know, it, it almost gets to the point like these games cost so much money. You would think they'd have one person that's relegated to making the map work. <laughs> yeah, they have just one guy doing it. Yeah. But, you know, like I'm, I'm sure like in the next control, they'll fix that map as the same thing in the next Jedi Fallen Order. They'll fix the map. Right. But I don't remember the map in God of War being an issue. But then again, I, I'm trying not to be biased too much just because I, I did love the game immensely. Yeah. You know? Like the the map was, I guess, kind of like more like an overview than a real map. You know, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like it, it showed. It's like if you go like on Google Maps and like you just like you pan out to just the state of Florida, 
as opposed to you know zooming in into like the actual city that you're trying to like get around in mm-hmm. right like you know yeah it, it didn't really go into as much detail as you needed to get around but it had the compass on, on the top of the screen at least to kind of guide you yeah it kind of took me out of it and it, it, I, I feel like i would have done more side quests if i if it had a better map mm-hmm. oh, yeah no that's totally understandable you guys hear jingling it's because my cat is on my lap <laughs> ah <laughs> See, you you know, you, you know, was thinking that, that your cat wouldn't make any noise but you know you gotta put a bell on them man actually let me take off her collar maybe that'll help all right there we go all right we'll care whether she doesn't scratch and kill you now nah. um i think we how many have we listed i've i've listed two i i've done i've done three right yeah i've, I've done, done three two. You know, too? Okay. All right. Well, what do you guys go for? I'll do a quick one. I'll do a quick one. So this game is totally out of the ordinary for me, um, which is why I think I gravitated towards it so much, but it's, uh, I think it was a 20, was it correct me if I'm wrong, but 2016 game of the year was Overwatch. Um, I want to say, yeah. I believe it was 2016, but uh, yeah, yeah, 20, yeah. 2018 was God of War. 2017 was Zelda. So it was it was by Overwatch. What year was uh, Dra- oh Dragon Age twenty fourteen? Okay, um, yeah, but that wasn't a good year. Yeah, that's why I was, I was okay. So yeah, I mean Overwatch. So I had just finished playing through two Souls games back to back, and I was like, oh my god, I need to see like bright colors and like have like a good time. And that just so happened to be the same day that Overwatch came out, and I had not heard of it up until that point. Um, so I checked it. I was like, "Oh my god, Blizzard! New, a new Blizzard game? What's, where have I been?" Um, so I checked it out, and to my surprise, it was just like the most refreshing change of pace for me. Um, so much to the point that uh, I, I played only that for well over a year and i had to catch up on a lot of games after that yeah i remember um, that i remember that yeah you guys remember oh, that oh yeah all you were playing your, with overwatch. Your overwatch period i couldn't wait to uh, wake up before uh work to play i couldn't wait to get home to play i would come home from work because uh, i lived within five minutes at the time i would make a sandwich play two or three games of overwatch and then head back to the office um, <laughs> i've never been like that with any other game you guys know Multiplayer is not necessarily my my bag. Not that I don't like it, but um, yeah, and it's just so much from. It's a game that also has lore, since you know it might not appear so on the surface because it's just uh, you know an online multiplayer shooter or whatever. Um, but uh, you know they have you know obviously you guys have seen Blizzard animations before, and. Uh, well, they apply that level to the animated shorts for Overwatch, and there's comic books, and uh, it's just an awesome uh, franchise, I guess, because they do so much. Um, so, you know, that was something I used to spend hours, you know, investing myself in, and for 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 from everything from, like I said, the books to to the game itself, everything was adding to the lore and you're constantly learning. It was something new. You felt like you were part of a community. Um, you know, I actually, I made friends that I still play or rather keep in touch with, uh, to this day, um, from Overwatch. So, um, I don't know if you guys ever actually played it that much. 
Um, I did. Yeah, I, I owned it actually for a few months, and I, I played it, and like, and it was fun. Um, and yeah, and like that game is yeah, even to this day, it's still super supportive. Like, I think they added a, a new character a few months ago, didn't they? Like, are they now to like thirty different characters now? Like, the roster's. I, I I had to drop I had to drop it like a year ago. Mm, just it was good yeah. Life. So I just I had to drop it because I had to catch up on other games. Like, yeah, I had it to, was just good I, I, it was like it was like cold turkey. It's just it's it's one of those games yeah. that it's 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 extremely approachable, like to anyone that wants to play it. I mean, whether it's a, a kid or or you know anybody who's around my dad's age, you know. So um, it's one of those games that I can see why you have it on your list, Chris. Because yeah, you, it's one of you can. Uh, uh, it's one of those games that you you can definitely escape in that game just because it's it's it is it's just a lot of fun and it's meant to be, um, you know something you could just pick up and play. You play a couple matches and that's kind of it. And I, I actually just, um, I, I picked it up on switch. I have it on switch and now I have, I also have it on PlayStation just because, I mean, one, they have it, at, it was 20 bucks on switch. So whatever. And then two, just to have it, you know, play something like that portably, you know, is, is pretty intriguing, you know? So, um, I can definitely see why, uh, people like you, Chris had put in so many hours into that game. Just, you know, just because of it's it's very it seems very simple on the surface, which is a good thing, but it, there's a lot of depth to that game. So, oh yeah, that, for me, and it was it was something new for me. Uh, I had never like thought of team gameplay strategies really outside of like Halo, and and that was really on the surface level. You know what I mean? I was you know a teenager that wasn't really that invested in it, anyways. But uh, yeah, I really appreciated that about Overwatch was like the whole team dynamic and the way characters worked and fed off each other um, yeah because definitely in that game it was it matters. A lot. oh yeah big time you know yeah, big like, teamwork and, game. And, and, squad and they're all just yeah. like attack types like yeah you're not winning that match yeah the game is big and teamwork. with with the updates and you know adding new characters and new maps like the meta is changing a lot so you know what might work one month might not necessarily work you know however many months down the line right all right and regardless what you got so uh, my third game, uh, at least according to me, is um, probably the most fun open world game I've ever played, uh, and that is Fallout 3. Um, there's just something about that one specifically, because I played Fallout 3, I played New Vegas, um, I played uh, probably like 25 to 30 hours of Fallout 4, and to me, I still think Fallout 3 is the most fun I've had out of all of them. I don't know what, maybe it's because it was the first one I played. Maybe it's because um, it, it was uh, another game in that early generation period of the Xbox 360 and PS3 days that like really stood out. But um, I don't know, it's just one of those games where it's the another one where the lore is so well well done and it's so like darkly funny it's such a it has such such dark humor that but that it's so well written and it's so uh well executed that it's it's pretty freaking memorable and like it's one of these games where uh any anytime i was walking around in one direction it was very rare that um that 
even though my task was in front of me that I wouldn't make a, like a detour to the right. Cause I was like, Oh, what's happening over there? Oh, there's a bunch of Raiders over there doing something or they, they just set something on fire or, and you go over there and you find like a hidden vault and then you find another storyline. And like everything in that game to me was just, you know, it was just so well done. Obviously technical aspects aside, because that wasn't a, you know, any, but that's the game is a frame rate nightmare and glitches nightmare. And, yeah. um, you know, not the, not the prettiest of games, especially with like facial animations and things like that. But in general, um, as, as an overall game to me, that is the most f- fun open world game I've ever played. Just straight fun. Um, uh, I think I put in, I think it's the, open, the, the game I put probably the most hours in when it comes to open world. I think I logged at least over a hundred, especially if you include, you know, I felt that every expansion they, uh, they made for that game was amazing as well. So, cause I think, I think there was four expansions, um, to yeah, that game. Brotherhood of Steel. There was at least three. Yeah. Brotherhood of Steel. There was the one that you would go to like the swamp land. Uh, I forgot that. What yeah. That was called. There was like, a was it, a, was, um, you would, you like, you like held down a house. Yeah. And, and you dealt with like, uh, mutants that look like hillbillies. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 That was uh, cool. Then and, and then you had was uh, Operation Anchorage. That that's what it was called. And then I forgot uh, was there was cool. one. I think, I think you, to, you no. That, I, there was one you got abducted by aliens. Uh, oh yes, uh, Zeta Beta. Yeah, yeah, and you and oh, the alien yeah. weapons, the alien weapons you would get in that in that yeah, whole map was amazing. Um, so for me, I mean that's that's the best Fallout at least to me in the series. I mean I never played one and two, so I can't attest to those games but at least from the newer ones a lot of people really vouch for how good new vegas was in terms of story and and the side quests and stuff but to me fallout 3 is definitely the the best one i mean that that game i got so lost in i think it's like i said i think it's the only one that i probably put more than 100 hours in oh it was a mothership data there you go mothership data yeah it actually had five expansions see there you go really yeah, it was uh, Operation Anchorage, oh, the, pit. the Pit, Broken yeah, Steel, the pit. Point Lookout, and Mothership Zeta. Point Lookout, yep. The, okay, so I think, Carlos, the thing is, uh, at least with me, that I think Follow New Vegas is, like, with DLC aside, I think New Vegas is, is fun. It's, like, campy. They're both campy in a way. But, right. like, New Vegas is so, like, ridiculous. Like, these guys are wearing... They look like Frank Sinatra, like flipping yeah. it's like Two Face, like it's ridiculous. But the DLC in Fallout Three, man, is so damn good. Like, yep. I mean, even the weakest one, play. like the Pit, I think is considered one of the weakest ones. And even so, what's oh, nice about all the DLCs in that game is that you got to go to new locations. There's a lot of games that have DLC, a lot of open world games that have DLC that kind of like either they, you know they expand the map a little bit or they, or it's about a specific area. I mean, like I obviously I can't attest to like the Witcher or anything like that, but the expansions in, in this game just felt so different. Each, every single one of them felt so different and in a good way that I, I, I now just, just Alexis naming all of them right now and brought back memories from each, each individual, uh, each individual expansion. So that, that, Thank that you. game, you're welcome. That game came, was it 2008 or was it the same year as Mass Effect? Fallout, nah, it might have been the year before. I think it was, or, if anything, it was the year after. I think. I, mean, I, mean, it was 2008. I think it was 2008 because I think 
Oblivion came out in 2006. 2008. Yeah, yeah, it was 2008. Yeah, because yeah, like, all the DLCs started coming out the following year. And Mass Effect was 2007. So, yeah. So, 2007 had Bioshock and Mass Effect, and 2008 had Fallout 3. All right, fellas. Uh, all right, guys. So, let's uh, let's do, we'll each do one of our honorable mentions. Um, so, I'm going to start off with, mine is Doom Eternal. So, that that's the most recent game. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we have on our list here. Oh, so good. So good. And Yeah, dude. It's just such a good game. It's a game that you can just get lost in just tearing demons apart. You know, it, it's such a it's, a, it's an exhausting game, right? Like, you'll go through an enemy encounter where you have to take down, like, 30 40 different demons and then you'll you'll clear the room out the door opens you go into another room and there's 30 or 40 more demons for you to kill you know and you're you're just constantly just like shooting and just ripping and tearing and all this stuff it's like by the time that you put the remote down like you're breathing hard you're 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 tired but it's it's definitely a ton of fun i haven't had a chance to get at it yet but if it's anything like the first uh, it's so much better than the first one. It's so much it's, better. It's, it's, so much it's better. the first one. It's so much better, bro. If like the first honestly, one just is like a, the movement. Yeah. Mm. If the first one is a ten, uh, Doom Eternal is running like at a, like a thirteen. Yeah, dude. Like at least <laughs> amp it up. My the level of heart rate. Yeah, just it, it, it goes even faster than the first one did. You know, because they add in like the air dashes and, and all that stuff. It's great, dude. The, you know, there, it, it's 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 actually pretty easy to find. There's a there's actually a pretty vast number of people on youtube that are like criticizing the game and saying that certain enemies are cheap and whatever but some of the some of the arguments that people had like yeah i know some of the arguments that people had actually you know really for me argue why the game is great like some people are like oh like the whole thing of um now there's less ammo so you have to use the chainsaw more and it's so tedious i'm like well no that just makes the combat just more and more fast-paced because you have to think ahead strategy now their strategy. The first game, you never. I mean, it was very, very rare that you that you ran out of ammo at least super quickly. In this game, like if you're fo- if you're only using one weapon for like one little, uh, I guess, uh, little doom area, I guess you would say, um, you're gonna run out of ammo really quick. You know, you have to strategize between switching weapons, using your chainsaw, um, yeah, the you know, flamethrower, the, the grenade like, to get armor, everything. grenades. Yeah, so. Yeah, Doom Eternal was that was one um, I played right after, uh, I believe it was either right after or right before Metro, and yeah, it's just it was surreal. I mean, that was one of those games that uh, um, I knew going into it that I had to buy it like day one. There's not many oh, games sure. I'll buy day one, but yeah, like uh, I, I pre-ordered that one like a week before it came out, like, just have it ready to go. And like they have DLC coming out at some point this year. They have story DLC coming out. I'm I'm waiting for them to put the season pass on sale, and then I'll probably pick that up because I believe yeah. the game has a season pass. More than so, likely, they all do nowadays. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's definitely a good choice. Like I I I can I mean I can definitely agree with that, especially being so fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna pick something that's a little bit. It's uh, it's pretty old school, pretty nostalgic, and not super old school. But I've had such fond memories. Uh, just getting lost in this aspect of the game, and that's the multiplayer from Halo Two. Um, oh God, that so many memories just came rushing back. Exactly that when that game came out. Besides the hype for it, because I mean, obviously Halo was such a phenomenon, and Halo Two being so anticipated. And I mean, how many times was it, wasn't it delayed like three times, and people almost lost their shit because something like that. Yeah, like yeah. that. It was, yeah, famous yeah. For that. 
Yeah, like that was probably honestly like I think the first game to ever have like hype for its release. Yes. Oh yeah, and and the first game to really, uh, really dig its teeth into establishing console multiplayer, like online multiplayer. Um, and that's why I bring it up because the Halo Two multiplayer, I have just so many memories from that, and that's probably the one game that, uh, the first game that I got a, a super competitive in, as in like trying to be. Uh, better than everyone else trying to be like up on the leaderboards, up on the rankings, trying to get my rank up. And, but that, that aspect of it doesn't really, um, uh, I'm not really kind of like letting that affect as to why I'm picking it. It's more so there were so many things in that, in the multiplayer that, um, that you got enjoyment out of that were like just glitches in the game. There was the whole super jumps on different ledges. There was the whole getting outside of the maps, like finding a certain area of a map and kind of like, jumping on top of each other and then using the sword and, and canceling the sword swipe to push people up and like getting outside of the map. And like, I, I remember spending hours just doing that when technically, I mean, that has nothing to do with the game. I mean, the game is a, you know, it's a first person shooter. You know, you're meant to kill each other. And there were so many things in that game that, that didn't revolve around that, that I just have, I would spend hours just doing just because it was so different at the time and so much fun. Cause there was nothing else like it, you know? So yeah, the Halo 2 multiplayer was talk about a nostalgia trip. It's I mean, and yeah, and, definitely like I, I had countless nights where like I would just hang out with, with my buddies and you know, not even online, like we would hang out in person and like you know, do like the land parties and stuff like that and play till like 3 4 in the morning, you know, like cases of beer everywhere, you know, just like talking shit, you know, and just shooting you know, it, it was so much fun. Like that, that, that game, I have really, really fond memories of playing Halo 2. The maps were so good. Like, you know, the freaking Zanzibar. Yeah, Blood Gulch. Like, yeah. Blood, like, uh, um, there were so many good maps in that game. Ugh, yeah. I, so that was, that was out of all my honorable mentions, I, I wanted to bring that one up just because of it's, it's very different to the rest of my list. No, uh, I'm very glad you did. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, what you got? So... I actually had Halo One on there, Carlos. Also, for, for my that's, own that's, reasons, but I'll, that's, that's a good one. I mean, talk about I'll local multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was only only land party, pretty much. But, yeah, um, yeah. That's so, how they have multiple TVs, different rooms, cables all over the house. Yeah, that was uh, that house. Those all those parties were a mess. I mean, you know. You know exactly how it do, was. You don't do that anymore now, you know, because this convenience of being able to just stay at home. Even if I could, yeah, I would. Yeah, plus, like, I, I don't want to clean up people's mess. Exactly. No. Was that what you were going to pick, Chris? Or were you going to pick? No, no, I was, gonna, I was gonna actually going to pick a game that um, caught me totally by surprise. Um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Um, yeah, that game to me... Uh, let me tell you, they did a great... That's a game that when you turn it on, they tell you put on your headphones to enjoy the game. Because, you know, she's dealing with her own... Uh, she's She has multiple voices in her head. She doesn't know what's going on. Have you guys had a chance to check out this game before? I, I played about a half hour of it, and, like, I regret not finishing it. Like, I have it. I just haven't oh, finished goodness. it. Yeah, well, I keep seeing it on really sale. <laughs> I keep seeing it on sale, so... Yeah, here's a recommend it. It's super short. It's like six to eight hours long. Mm. It's been a while since I played it. Um, and for you trophy f- uh, fans out there, um, you can get all of them in one playthrough. Uh, but it's by Ninja Theory, and the combat is 
incredibly tight. Um, it's not the focal point of the story. The focal point is uh, Senua, you know, kind of following these voices, trying to, it's so hard to say without uh, spoiling, but um, Alexis, you like Viking yeah. stuff. No, no reason why you shouldn't like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, honestly, I, I forget why I stopped playing it. Something else must have come up because, like, I I bought it with the intention of just going all in. Yeah, I promise you won't regret it. Um, you know, two's coming out. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when. I think it's. Um, I'm not really sure when, but they. Yeah, keep- but it's only on on Xbox now, though. No, don't. Um, that's gonna really hurt me. But. Yeah. Um, cause I love this game and she actually won an award. I forgot the name. I for, I'm sorry. I forget her name, but she won an award for, for like the, her motion capture performance. Oh, the, the actress that, that, that did her, that played center. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's why they always like zoom in on her face whenever they show the, mm-hmm. the little trailers. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, it's brutal combat, excellent story. And it's a quick short burst. That'll, that'll like, it'll hit you. It'll hit you. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah, like um, definitely, uh, I'll check it out. But you know, after the Last of Us, yes, yeah, sure. that's you know, like everything. Yeah, right now, like my my life right now is pre Last of Us, and then it'll it'll just be post Last of Us. Like that's gonna be like my my timeline. I'm trying to finish as fast as I can the remaster before it comes out. Um, and we're recording this on a on a Tuesday night, it's so Tuesday, I got a couple yeah. days. But <laughs> well, like, how far have you gotten? Where are you at now? It's I. It, uh, Tess is still with us, so I haven't gotten oh, that dude, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got a chunk to go. Yeah, yeah. like I, I replayed it. I think uh, like two months ago. Um, actually, when it was free on uh, the PS Plus, like um, because I had it physically, but like you know, like this is why like I'm, I'm gonna probably go digital with the PS Five. Like I hate mm-hmm. having to find a disc and to put it in there. I rather just have it already in my library ready to go. I agree. The convenience yeah. of digital, the, you know, digital library is like yeah. You have it oh. there. You boot it up exactly. Yeah. So I, I got it for on the PS Plus digital, and like I, I finished it in about a week, and it's like it's still as good as I remember it, and it's, it still holds up, man. The gameplay is still good. Yeah, and it's you know, still. I mean, what I'm I, hearing about too, it's so much better than the first one. So I'm really excited. Wow, it's so in, that's so amazing to like. It's almost incomprehensible to be like so. It's hard to believe. Better. Yeah, yeah that's, all, that's all I hear is that it's miles better than than the first one. I'm still have I still have yeah, a hard time. Reviews, reading. Yeah, the yeah, reviews are great. It's huge. It's like thirty to forty hours. It's a huge game. Um, and I, it's so, hard yeah. to believe that like it's coming out. Like we've been waiting so long for it, and it's coming out. I know. I know. We've I'm, waited this I'm entire really life cycle of this system. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We didn't know it then, but we waited the entire life cycle of the PS3. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because the that last was, of the first one came out at the end of the PS3. That was you know, the game. Only, that, like, only fitting. Their, yeah, that was the game to end their the life cycle of that system. You know? Yeah, which will probably be the case if we get a part three. It'll probably end the oh, PS5. God, don't say that, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, probably be, I'll, I'll probably be I'll be like three kids deep at that point. Okay. Like I'll, I'll never play it honestly. <laughs> Well, all right, fellas. Um, I want to thank my guests for joining me today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys um, have hopefully played the games that we talked about. If not, we've given you some recommendations for you guys to go and check out. Um, as always, you guys can reach me on Instagram. My handle is Alexis underscore says underscore. And just talk to me. Um, do you think we made the right choices? Are we full of shit? Let me know. Guys, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us, and man. Of course. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I hope to be back. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, guys, it, it was a really good time. We'll definitely do some more shows in the future. Yeah, might I recommend a football episode? How's that? I'm putting oh. it out. I'm putting it out. Oh, nice. Throwing out oh, ideas already. Fine. We can totally talk football. I don't care. I'm excited. If it's gonna happen, <laughs> let, let, let's do it. Let's do it for Tua. <laughs> do it for Tua. All righty, guys. Well, all right, everybody. Um, until next week, take care of each other and peace out.